Hey everyone, Marissa here. I wanted to tell you about Local ABA. Local ABA is a remote supervision company founded by me. We're dedicated to providing quality supervision that focuses on your unique needs and how we could best support you. If you've ever been interested in remote supervision before, we are dedicated to curating a safe space to answer any questions you have with no shame and creating a community of supervisees who are committed to being culturally responsive and well-rounded BCBAs. Please visit us at our website, localaba.com, or visit us on Instagram at localbcba. Thank you so much. Looking forward to hearing from you soon. My overall goal right now is just to create that safe space for parents and build that rapport so that we can really get them on board and really provide the best care for their kids because that's why we're here and we want to provide the best care so they can work me out of a job like we want these kids to graduate out like please work me out of a job welcome back to my aba partner i am so excited for our guest today her name is kat and she's going to be accompanied by her husband matt which i only has one t so it's kat and matt how cute is that peg i love it (laughs) So Kat is very special to us here at Local because she is a past local. She just passed her exam. Yay! Round of applause. And um, she she also is a proud mama of a kiddo diagnosed with autism, which we'll talk all about Grayson. Um, He is adorable. Kat sends me pictures and videos of him, and he's just the cutest little nugget. Love him. All right, so today for our mid-noon force choice, would you rather spend New Year's cozy, cuddled up on the couch in comfy clothes or dressed up out partying with your friends? For me, I'm going to have to say I would like to go out, but I know it's being cozy on the couch. I feel like I, I should be out, but it's definitely on the couch for me. How about you, Peg? I definitely would rather go out. Um, you would? Yes. What? Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> and I feel like we try to actually. We really try to like. I don't know. I feel like we. I don't spend many days of the year getting dressed up like fancy True. and going. So if if it's new, if it's if I can dedicate one night to being able to go out and get dressed up and and have fun and let loose, it's New Year's. So I would rather do that. What about you, Cat? I'm definitely a go out kind of person, but I feel like I'm starting to change to like, I'd rather have all of my friends. Like we get dressed up and start the night like at our house and hang out that way. Um, It's like a happy medium. Cause yeah, but I'm definitely like, if I were to have to choose, I'd I'd choose going out every time. What about you, Matt? Um, I'm probably stay at home. I mean, probably, probably. (laughs) Definitely. Well, I, I don't mind celebrating special occasions and stuff like that, but I would rather like for Valentine's Day. We never go out on Valentine's Day. So it's like I would rather go out on a night where it's not going to be crazy. So I don't like it when it's super crowded. I, I don't mind going out, but I like it when it's more chill. So yeah. I will. Uh, yeah, I'll observe the holiday. Yes. holiday day. Nice. What about you, Alan? My wife, Melissa, is too darn good of a cook to go out, so I'm staying in always. All right, so Alan, Matt, and I will just, like, be in while you and Kat go out, and that'll that'll be great. I'll I'll meet you out there, you know, sometime. (laughs) It's so funny because you're, like, I am very much a let's just curl up on the couch and relax type of person, but I just feel like something about New Year's, it gets me me going. So, Kat, we'll meet up one time. Love that. Sounds good. Yes. Kat, why don't you, you know, tell us a little bit about you and, you know, like how did you meet your ABA partner and tell us who your ABA partner is? So my ABA partner here is my lovely husband, Matthew. Um, We met, oh gosh, I was 15 and we were in high school. I was a freshman. He was a senior. Um, So he has known me throughout my entire journey. Um, 
I actually have known that I've wanted to be in the field for a very, very long time since I was probably 12 um, because my brother got services in the home. So I was there observing. I was the sibling that was heavily involved in his therapy. And I went, this is a lot of fun. So I knew from then on, like, this has always been something I've wanted to do. So he has known me throughout the entire time, about like half of my life, basically, that I've known I've wanted to do this. That's really cool. <laughs> we met specifically, I think, technically, we met in marching band, but we didn't actually, I think, acknowledge each other. Marching band? Yeah. What instrument did yeah. you play? I, so in marching band, because it was brass only, I was drum line. So I had a big drum, like bass drum that I was marching with and he was in the pit. So we were both like, even in the same, like, <laughs> we were both percussion. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, the, he was the, in the pit. What does that mean? The pit is everything in the front of the field. So it's, it's all the stationary percussion instruments are in the pit. Gotcha. So, and then the drum, the drum line itself is called the battery. So she was in the battery. Sorry. I was in the pit. I'm terrible. Wow. I gotta get the terms correct. Man. I did this. <laughs> I did that one season and my drum instructor wanted me off. So, cause I was so bad. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the way, well, the, you gotta tell them the full story. She was a flute player. Yeah. Playing bass cool. drum in the marching band. So she like picked it up because the way that our high school ended up doing their marching band is it wasn't technically run as a marching band. It was a marching corps. So it was brass only. So anyone that played a woodwind instrument or flute, clarinet, saxophone, anything, they had to switch to some sort of brass instrument or pick up a percussion instrument beyond the battery or in the pit. So there were a lot of people that had to pick up a new instrument Cat. So Matt, like, you're like a percussionist at heart. Cat, you're a percussionist because you had to be. Yes. Yeah, okay. I played. I played clarinet. The, the actually really one of the only reasons that I was in it is I played clarinet in middle school and my first two years of high school, and then senior year actually is one of my electives. I was taking musical theory, and that's how I learned that there were openings in the pit. So that's when I. Uh, yeah, joined. Wow. And that, was, that was the first that time I had actually played any percussion instruments too. So, well, I love that story. Like you don't hear. I thought you were gonna be like on the color guard or something like that, <laughs> like something like dancing or something like that. So, that's, well, that's that's technically we both were on the winter season for color guard. So after that marching season was up, we both went into color guard for the winter season, like the off season for marching band. And that is how we actually like acknowledged each other and noticed and yeah, each other. I, I imagine you're a very good color guard person. Yes. Because yeah, she's a good dancer. Like, so let's like yeah. at local, we have like different events and like we like to do different little things. And one of those things is we did a chair dance class that's very outside of my comfort zone and your comfort Dang. zone too, Yapeg. And Kat was like a pro. She was like amazing and just very like fluid and just like natural. And like Peggy and I are like trying to keep up with the choreography. Like robotic. Very, fun. Kind of- very <laughs> fun though. It was super fun. Matt, you've been there for, you know, Kat through it all. Like you've known her since she was 15. That's amazing. Wait, 15? Yeah. yeah. 15. Um, so like throughout this whole ABA journey, like you've had like so many different, you know, parts of your relationship, kids, marriage, you know, all like cat going to school, you moving from, you know, California to Texas and stuff. So through that all, like we want to specify on the ABA journey, but through that all, like, what do you feel like was the best time for you and Kat, like, during this ABA journey? Like, what's something that you saw in Kat that was like, this is the best time for, for her and us at this time? I think probably, like, actually, when we moved out to Texas, and because so but before we moved to Texas, we were in California, um, and we were actually living with my parents at the time, while we were both um, 
you know, just trying to get careers solidified, still going to school, things like that. So um, it, it was actually kind of perfect timing because we were looking at uh, getting a place of our own and moving out when um, my work announced that our uh, corporate headquarters were moving out here to Texas, which is what brought us out here in the first place. So um, can I ask, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but can I just get a timeline of this? So you guys met when you were 15, you were in California for until about when? Um, so we moved out to, let's see, we met in 2009, 2008, 2009, 2009 school year. Um, we didn't move out to Texas until 2017 was when we moved. So we had, we had quite a bit of time in California together before we, we moved out to Texas. Um, so, but I, yeah, I think the best part is probably us actually, you know, just settling down and having a space, having, of, your having, own. Having a space of our own and really just kind of, you know, building, building the home that we wanted to, um, yeah. you know, wanted Absolutely. to have. So I think that's been the best part and just the most rewarding part of kind of our journey together. I know it's not directly related to ABA, but, um, you know, I, through, through that whole time, you know, Kat was still going to school, um, or working in the field. Um, because before we moved out to Texas, what was that? 2000. 16 when yeah. you actually started in the field mm -hmm. working doing ABA um, as, as an RBT yeah. back in California doing in or a BT I wasn't uh, sorry, sorry. BT for uh, yes ethical BT. purposes right, no, I'm, the one, I'm the one messing up the terms um, yeah so I mean that was when she started so um, yeah it just kind of felt you know it, as we were growing our home she was getting more solidified in the field and just you know really solidifying that that's, this is what she wanted to do. So, um, yeah. I think that's been the best part is, and it's still, still ongoing. So, you know, being able to kind of make something for ourselves out here. Can we just talk about really quick how it's so hard to be solidified in the field as an RBT, you know, like, because yeah. RBTs don't get paid very much. Like, yeah, it's like better than maybe, you know, working somewhere else like retail or something like that. But like it's hard to be solidified and like when your partner is like solidified in their field and like they're growing and like that's awesome and that's great but like it's hard for us like um to be like this is my career and like when you're not making as much as you you know you you can be to contribute to the house like it's so so hard sorry I know that's an aside but you know people think about like we think about that and I'm like, man, like, you know, computer, like IT, all of that. Like, thankfully, we have partners that are successful, like, you know, in their career so that we can, you know, jumpstart ours. But it's hard to be successful unless you are, you know, certified and, and getting, you know, a salary. Because like, even as RBTs, you're not getting benefits sometimes, you're not full time, they keep you at part time. So I didn't even know what a salary was until you know, later. So I was like, PTO, what's that? Like, I had no idea. Yeah. So thousand percent. I know yeah. when I was just first getting started and this is when I first fell in love with like the field, like actually working in it was in California. And I was driving 45 minutes one direction just to go to a client's house, you know, like, and hardly making it above minimum wage. Like yeah. it, it takes a lot of love for the field to continue doing that and a lot of support because I was not making anything to actually contribute, let alone help us move across the country. Yes, like, exactly. It was solely for the love and the experience. Yes. And you did it. You did it. So yeah. for the people who out there who are listening to this, who are hearing this, know that if you're struggling, you can do it. And, you know, it's just, yes, it's just another another stepping stone and another, you know, thing in your way, but you guys did it. So, mm -hmm. and you're a BCBA now. Yes. Okay. Wild. Yes. <laughs> so like that contributes, I feel like to the best time you pass, like, okay. So tell us a story because I want to hear about your story about, you know, you getting approved to passing and stuff. So, Oh, uh, a whirlwind. Um, so I, it took me about like eight weeks to get approved just because 
there was an error in my application. So I had to have the school send the transcripts. The board's website said, please send us your official official transcripts to this web or email address. So I sent it and didn't count, obviously, because it didn't come from the university. So they had to send it and I had to wait another four weeks. So it was about eight weeks. It was December 20th um, that I got approved. It was on the on my account. And then it was either I took it on the 21st, so not even 24 hours later, or late February. So I texted my lovely husband here. I'm like, so these are my <laughs> options. And he said, I guess you're testing tomorrow. <laughs> so nice. I was like, yeah, I, I guess so. So luckily my mother-in-law is here with us right now. So she was able to get Grayson to and from his ABA clinic. Um, and I got a hotel like right around the corner from the testing center. And I studied that night until about six or seven and I called it quits. Um, funny enough, the bartender at a restaurant that I was sitting at, like with my book, um, his wife's a BCBA and he was studying and he looked at me and he goes, when are you testing? And I said, Oh, tomorrow. And he grabs my manual from me and like flips to a random page and like has me explaining random stuff to him. And he's like, stop studying. You got this. Like go like, you know, which was wild. Like what are the, like chances that the bartender of this did you find him the next day and like tell no him like, oh, I, should, I left I, back. I know I need to go back and like I passed um like what are the chances so yeah I didn't get any sleep that night um I kept thinking I was sleeping through my alarm so I'd wake up in a panic and then I walked into the testing center it took forever to get me in. And then halfway through, I took about a 10 minute break and thought for sure I was failing. Um, so I was like, great, I'm going to do this again. Best case, you know, I just saw the test and now I get to take it again and I can study. And then, you know, um, so after I hit that submit button, I think that was the scariest, like 10 minutes, I think of my life. Um, they had me sitting at that computer for, I swear, five minutes before they came and got me. They're like, wait here. I'm like, but I don't want to. Um, please, like, let this be over. Um, and I went through all the security protocols. And then the sweet little lady at the front desk, she was taking her sweet time, like, having me go to my locker, getting all my things out. She has to open the bag with my phone in it. I, again, I thought for sure Before I failed. Before giving you her paper, your paper? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. So she's like, go get your stuff out of your locker. And, like, I did. And she's opening the bag so I can get my phone out. And she's wiping down my phone. Like, don't turn it on. I'm like, okay. And I'm, like, panicking. And finally, she's like, oh, I think I have a printout for you. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> you do. Yeah. <laughs> And so when I saw, like, she only had one paper in her hands, like, I literally, I, like, fell to the ground uh, crying, like, sobbing. And I'm pretty sure I scared her because she walked over to me and she's like, are you okay? Like, let's get you to a chair. Like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Um, and I didn't even look at the paper yet. She's, like, handing me this with a very confused look on her face. And she's like, did you pass <laughs> I was like yes Aww. she's like oh well congratulations and like I tried to walk out the door she's like no we're we're taking you to a chair for you to calm down Aww. before you leave this building uh -huh. and she even told me she's like do me a favor and don't text or call anyone until you reach your destination because I don't know if you will make it to your destination I'm like you're probably right <laughs> yeah wow that is a wild story because I've heard of I've heard of people like getting approved and then like it's only the day after or months months later that was and me most yeah and most people choose the latter versus the former. And, um, and that's, they're at peace with that, you know, but for you, it was literally less than 24 hours. And I think that's wild. But let's make it very clear to all the listeners that this girl has been studying for 
like a long time. It was not just like she took the test and she was fine. Like, no, she's been studying for a very, very long time and working like diligently and hard and for months and months and months and um, for no, even long, like years. Like I feel like, uh, cause we were together from what month to September, September 2020? to October 1st, right? To, yeah. October. We went, we, it was like middle of October because yeah. I finished right. my hours like right around mid October. So we were together for over a year and that whole time I would say she was studying the entire time. So like, you know, don't just take the test just to take the test. No. Like, you know, you got to study and stuff. Um, and also, this is something you knew you wanted to do since you were 12 years old, right? So you've been thinking yeah. about this and preparing for this. For So then, I mean, yes, Marissa, I agree with you 100%. But then I'm also thinking about this poor little lady who printed out your thing, your results. And like, I kind of want her to listen to this so she understands why you collapsed to the floor. You know what I mean? And like, because a similar thing happened to me where the kid printed it out and he was like taking his time reading it. And I was like, just hand me the paper. You know, I was like, let me, yeah. I don't know. And where they didn't, and I started to cry as well. And they had no idea. Right. Cause they're just these people who are giving exams to all these different tests. Right. And some yeah. of them don't carry the same weight. I would imagine. Than well, ours. this lady would checking me in. She was like, Oh, so what test are you here for? I'm like the BCBA exam. She was, Oh, Oh. <laughs> like made this face so she oh, knew no. she's given yeah. enough of these well uh, but I think yeah well going to like this is a fantastic time for you like what a way to celebrate Christmas the new year mm -hmm. and all of this I'm so I just want to say I'm very very proud of you Kat um you work extremely you. hard and I I just you know I'm so so happy for you and your family thank you, you know? And um, I don't think I could have done it without you either. Like oh. you were a good chunk of my supervision and you tolerated me wanting to know the nitty gritty of everything. Let <laughs> just me tell not you, this girl, she wants to know the nitty gritty and why and why not. And what are all the other outliers? And um, I want to know everything there is to know. That's why she was able to pass her exam the first time less than 24 hours after signing up. You know what I mean? Like those were the things. to know. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 She, she definitely like dug deep, you know, yeah. like all the time. So there not a lot of supervisors are very understanding. They're just like, why don't you want to know just like the surface? This is all you need to know. I'm like, no, I want to know everything there yes. is to know about this. So I can be the best like clinician that I can possibly be. Yes. So for, for you, Matt, like, what do you feel like was a very difficult time for you throughout, throughout this, like, process? What do, you, what do you feel is the hardest time? It was probably, probably when Grayson was small, just with, you know, with Kat going to school full-time, working, trying to work through everything with Grayson, um, you know, especially around the time that he was diagnosed, mm -hmm. starting to go through services and just, you know, a lot of extra um, a lot of extra work and time uh, devoted to that. Uh, so that was, that was probably the, the most difficult is is really us just trying to figure out how to juggle everything. Right. Um, Can you speak more, a little bit more to Grayson, like how old he is and a little bit more of his story? Yeah, so he's two and a half <laughs> now. Um, he was... When did he get diagnosed? He got diagnosed at 16 months old. Yeah. Um, with a lot of me pressing for extra tests because that's insanely early considering most kids are diagnosed closer than, you know, like four or five. But considering my brother, I have a younger brother. He's 17. He's on the spectrum as well. I grew up around it. Um, and obviously with the field I'm in, <laughs> I saw a lot of the early signs um, to the point where I was bringing it up to doctors at his nine month appointment, um, being like, something's, you know, I think this is a possibility. And they're like, no, you're, you know, no, like this is way too early to even, we don't even have tests for under two. Um, and then I got to the point where at the year appointment, I was like, no, this is still a thing. Um, this is still something I'm worried about. He wasn't really making eye contact. He was shaking his head. No, a lot, but it wasn't like communicating. It was strictly that sensory input. 
Um, he wasn't ever responding to his name. He wasn't even really babbling all that much. Like there wasn't any intent to try and communicate. And I was trying to tell like, these are all signs. It runs in my family. Please get the testing done. And then it got to the point where the doctor finally, I think at a 16 month appointment, um, I was able to get him in for the ADOS, so the autism diagnostic observation screening, because of my job at the time. They provided them, and they were able to give the ADOS a BCBA who was not actually working with me, so there was no dual relationships for anyone listening, Um, no conflict of interest. It was a very objective BCBA. Um, I was able to bring him in and get the ADOS where they were able to provide that report. So I could take it to my doctor or his pediatrician where he was like, okay, you know, you, you know, this better than I do. You're in the field. Um, let's take him, take him to a neurologist, you know, get another testing done and then we can move forward with this. So we did that. Um, so it started nine months old <laughs> um, and he finally got diagnosed at 16 months. And then we were able to get him in, it was February was his first day of ABA after we, after I toured lots of clinics with Grayson trying to find the best fit. Um, because with the field I'm in, we couldn't do in-home, which is what I would have preferred um, considering they're working with my baby and I want to make sure that they're doing their job correctly. Call me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> RBTs would. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's probably a blessing. that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I clinic shopped a lot. Mm -hmm. And we finally landed on one. It's a 45 minute drive from us, but he is thriving. We have a team working with him that I think is the best possible team that we could have ever imagined for him. Um, His BCBA is amazing and is really programming for what he's ready for as opposed to his age so I think a lot of BCBAs would be like he's two and a half like there's no way but like he's reading at two like he can read days of the week he knows all of his numbers he's counting so I feel like a lot of the programs she's doing like she's doing matching the sample like text to picture which is not something we program this young but he is loving it like Mm. he loves to learn and he loves to be challenged like this and he's thriving and happy and like we're seeing so many jumps here at home too like in gains and generalization at home like um, they were teaching him how to ask for space because peers would come up when he was playing with his toys and you know sometimes he doesn't want to share and that's okay um so they taught him they gave him a space card originally because the vocal communication is still a little iffy um And he picked up on that very quickly. (laughs) They only had to prompt him to do it once and then he had it. Mm -hmm. And Matt here was trying to fix his bike because it had like one of those like bars around it for when they're infants. So you can push the bike and they don't fall out. Um, But he's getting a little bigger. So he didn't quite fit in that anymore. Um, And Grayson really wanted to go on a bike ride. So he was trying to fix the bike and Grayson walks up to him and goes, move. (laughs) Like, yeah, he's made a lot of amazing, amazing gains just in the last less than I would say six months. Like, yeah, I feel like six months ago it was just ooh, and now it's like move. That's awesome. Like, and and just like all of the little wins that you share with me along the road. Like I really do appreciate it. And um, it's just amazing to see really is. Yeah. And he has friends. He's playing with friends. He's doing a lot more play at home, like with us. Cause in the beginning, especially, you know, it's very typical for kids with autism to engage in, you know, isolated play or, you know, non-functional play with things. And he's wanting us to play with him a lot more. (laughs) And wanting to, you know, build blocks and crash the blocks and, you know, read books. He wants us to read books to him all the time. But he's he's getting, he, he's just doing amazing. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, so, so now that you are a BCBA and I just, well, thank you for sharing all of that. I think that it's just, it's amazing to hear 
your story with him and like, and all the gains that he has made and the fact that you, you were as particular and as strong as you were about your opinions and you pushed and you fought for him. And I also just want to say like credit to that doctor, even though he gave you a hard time to finally admit like, okay, you know, what's going on. Let's, I will listen to you. Um, I think he should have done that a little sooner, but credit to him that he did and, or they did. And you were able to get it and good for you guys that you fought for him and like, look at where he's at now. And that's, it's just amazing. So with that said, now that you are a BCBA, what are your goals? What do you want to do with that? Oh gosh. Um, I just want to know that I can do my job competently. (laughs) I mean, there's that. I do have goals. Eventually I would like to start my own practice, especially around here. Um, very, very collaborative and bring, you know, speech therapists and OT and PT, like make sure that there is really that collaborative nature to therapy. I really want to start that um, where we have an option for clinic or in-home. So uh, here in Texas specifically, there's nowhere really that provides in-home and clinic. So you get the option. And I feel like that's a disservice, especially over here, um, and how inaccessible services can be over here sometimes. So that's definitely the long-term goal is really start my own practice and build that foundation for collaborative care and compassionate care. Because I also feel like a lot of the times, and there's no way for you to really understand what parents go through until you've been there. Um, And specifically going through the diagnostic process, you're going through so many doctors and so many specialists that are telling you every single thing that is wrong with your kid. And that is very difficult to hear. And so coming as a BCBA to a child on the spectrum, I kind of have that, that similarity. Like I've been through similar experiences. And even though each kid, each person is very unique in there, you know, it's a spectrum. It's a very, very wide spectrum. We do have that understanding of like what they have gone through just to get to where we are and providing that medically necessary therapy. And so my overall goal right now is just to create that safe space for parents and build that rapport so that we can really get them on board and really provide the best care for their kids because that's why we're here and we want to provide the best care so they can work me out of a job. Like we want these kids to graduate out, like, please work me out of a job, you know? And so I'm hoping short term, just provide that safe space for the families long-term branch out and create a whole community that can do that. Matt, what do you feel? How do you feel about um, cats? Cats like goals, like overall. I mean, I love it. It's you know, uh, yeah. Af- after having gone through it, um, I mean, yeah, I, I really going having to jump through all the hoops that we had to jump through. You know, just just how difficult it was even to get someone to agree to even start getting the ball rolling. Um, yeah, I really don't know how anyone outside of the field that doesn't know what they're doing, like, it, it would be impossible. It's just absolutely impossible if you don't know and have the connections um, to have to go through that. I mean, it just seems ridiculous to me. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm Great. fully on, on board with it because, yeah, I mean, if I, if I was with anyone else, like, it would not have been caught <laughs> no it would have nope. like this is just the way they are and and by the time you know yep. they were old enough and a doctor was actually you know uh, willing to take a deeper look which i mean at that point you know not knowing the terminology not even knowing the possibility of something being wrong um yeah it would have just been completely uh, yeah i don't know how anyone does it that's not in the field Mm because it's just so confusing so ridiculous i mean everything about it right so like (laughs) can i ask how you felt like going into it because like obviously cat knows her stuff cat's been around this this is her field but what about you like going into this like i i'm i'm guessing 
you said it was confusing. Like, what what else did you feel like? Yeah, because it is confusing. It's confusing to me, and I'm in the field, so I totally see that. But what else did you feel like going through this process with, um, you know, Grayson and stuff? Um, I mean, I well, I, again, it's kind of tough with having Kat's younger brother, um, just because we sent, spent so much time, um, with him. And I knew like, I, you know, I was at their house when he was getting services. I was watching the therapy that he went through. Oh, I, so you, you were know, really I, exposed too. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of knew yeah, that. Cause I mean, you know, since, cause I've known Xander, how much younger is he than you? He's 10 years. 10 years younger. Yeah. yeah so I've 17. known, yeah, I've basically known him since he was five, seven. Five or five to seven. Yeah, because yeah, we've... Because he got diagnosed a little bit later. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And I don't think I really... Yeah. I mean, I guess it would have been semi-shortly after. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to think of when we yeah. really started Like hanging out. A lot of time <laughs> yeah. together. Would yeah. probably have been, yeah, when he was around six or seven. Yeah. Um, just for me to be over there when he was getting mm-hmm. services. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I was I was exposed to it. So I kind of got the gist of it you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean there's nothing that can really prepare you for it and what it what it's gonna entail and and how you're gonna deal with it until you're actually dealing with it um and even then it was covid time so it was a whole other wrinkle it was I like I was going alone because they wouldn't allow you to come with me. So it was more like me having to relay information to him and in in my emotional mess. (laughs) And I think definitely he was very, very strong or he put that like, he's very much the type of person. He's like, okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get there where I'm like, well, this might be a possibility. I think this is a thing. We see all the bridges and all of the possibilities. And he's like, well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> so. I just, I, I try very much not to worry about things and, until they get there. I'm, and that's very helpful. That wasn't that, a, that was not, not that a jab. Care. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm very much a just, you know, take it in stride. Yeah. I'm, I try and be as relaxed as possible and just easygoing. So yeah. Um, yeah, which doesn't feed it, into my emotions. So we balance each other very well because I'm the emotional, like crying, like something might be wrong, you know. And he's just like, "Well, it, it'll be okay. Whatever it is, it'll be okay." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. I guess. I guess it will be." <laughs> like, yep, we're you know. not, we're not the first people to go through it. We certainly won't be the last. Yeah, right. we'll get through it. Right. So I think that that's a really good segue into my next question, which is kind of directed at you, Matt. And um, I think you bring a unique perspective to this. So um, I think it's interesting to hear what you have to say. But what advice would you give to other ABA partners? Food and alcohol. Yeah, food and alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Keep them fed. Um, I tried to be as supportive as possible, even though I hardly understood anything. Um, You know, I I, I, I think I just kind of realized from early on that it was, you know, just something that she's wanted to do for so long that I knew, um, you know, nothing was going to stop her getting in the way of what, you know, her going through this and, you know, just knowing that it was much more of, uh, you know, not, not necessarily just a, Oh, this is my job and this is what I'm going to do. But, um, you know, so much more of just a, a lifestyle commitment to the field in general. So, um, you know, I've just kind of treated it as that, that, you know, doesn't have to make sense. Doesn't have to be something where, oh, you're doing this cause it's a good paying job or whatever it might be. But, um, right. you know, you're compassionate um, about I, this. So I support you in that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I've just seen that throughout. So I've just tried to be as supportive as I can, even though I, you know, well, we thank you for that. We couldn't do it without you guys. That's for damn sure. You know, yeah, so, for sure. Yes. So, yeah, um, just, just listen, listen a lot, and <laughs> listen. Yeah. Have some tissue. That's like candy. a common theme. That's a common theme. I feel like partners yeah. say, "Listen." Yeah, listen. and also like it, it. 
I, I don't know if I do this. I, I feel like the way that I learn is by also like explaining it to other people or, or going over things. Um, so a lot of times when we were talking about something or she was explaining something to me, something she was going over that she was trying to solidify, um, you know, just asking questions. Like if I truly, I truly tried to understand the concepts that she was relaying to me and I would actually ask questions until I understood it um, more so for, to allow her to pretend like she's explaining to someone that has no yeah. idea what she's talking about. And like, I don't know what this term means. Mm-hmm. You know, when I ask you, you learn to best by them, teaching, right? Yeah, so you're exactly, facilitating that. She, yeah. Yeah. Practicing exactly. those layman's everyday terms that we have to use with parents. It was really. Yep. Testing me. I mean, especially like at the beginning, she, you know, she would throw out. Manding. Yeah, she would say manding tactics. It's like, I don't know what you're talking. Like, I asked you to explain this term and you explained it with 10 other terms. I don't know. (laughs) So I, I feel like, you know, I just just asking those questions and trying to be as receptive as possible to understanding the things that she was going over to give her that experience when she gets to parents that are in the field and being able to actually switch off the clinical BCBA. I'm submitting paperwork to insurance mode (laughs) and I'm talking to a human being that has never dealt with this before. Absolutely. Well, and even, I mean, the role switched pretty I'm not switched necessarily, but you went from the trying to understand it just because I was learning it to having to understand how to actually implement certain things too. Once Grayson services started. So it started as something where he's like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of try and ex- understand this because you're teaching it to me. But like now, Oh, sugar, honey, iced tea. Like I actually have to kind of learn this now, you know, it right. switched. so yeah. I, that kind of leads into my, you know, follow up with you, Kat. Um, Is there something that Matt did that was like really instrumental in helping you in your journey? Just the unconditional support and like knowing it's there because I mean, you know, Marissa, he, uh, we had meetings. So like I had my school meetings where we had multiple classes for multiple group discussions. And then I had supervision meetings and we have two kids, one of which she was newly diagnosed. And at that time it was very difficult to kind of try and keep him in one spot and entertained. Like that was kind of all on him while I was getting my hours and trying to understand things and studying for those long nights. He just knowing that it, there was no judgment there and there was no like resentment, at least none that I felt <laughs> um, was really like, I knew he, understood why I was doing this and what I was doing to an extent to where I knew I could do what I needed to, to get to that point. And he would always, he would feed me. He would literally, I'd forget to eat before my meetings and he comes in with my plate of lasagna or tacos with my drink, like here, don't forget to eat, you know, which I think was the biggest thing because I was so stressed. Like it's a stressful time. And especially going through COVID, like my program started March of 2020, like right when everything started, like it, it's been a heck of a ride (laughs) getting to this point. And so we classify ourselves as COVID BCBAs. Like, is is that like going to be a thing eventually? (laughs) We're the COVID babies. So I'm sure. Right. Yeah. (laughs) We're the COVID clinicians. <laughs> yes, the CC crew. All right. Um, so, like, knowing everything, this is kind of our final question, knowing everything that both of you know, like, all of the hardships, all of the fantastic things that have happened throughout this whole process, what is one thing that you learned about yourself? This is for both of you. I can do really difficult things, whether I think I can or not, because even though I knew this is something I wanted to do for half of my life now, there were definitely times of doubt where like, am I really going to be able to do this? Like, am I really going to be able to implement these things that I'm learning? Um, 
and especially not having ideal supervision in the beginning. Um, it was very discouraging moving out here. Um, and so I can do very difficult things. <laughs> That's the takeaway. Good for you. I love that. Cause you can, cause like there's nothing that you, that has been presented to you that you have not been able to overcome and rise to the challenge and exceed the expectations of everyone around you and including yourself, right? Because that's the most important thing. doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or says or does, whatever. It's about it's about you meeting your own goals and having that knowledge about yourself. So that, I think that's a beautiful like lesson through all of this for sure. And good for you for giving yourself credit for it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I would actually kind of piggyback off of what Kat had said. Because, um, I mean, I feel like personally for me, it was, you know, when, when we moved out here and kind of started, um, you know, just started our own life pretty much. Um, yeah, just realizing that, you know, we can handle it or handle whatever handle life that, you know, it was, you know, it all kind of happened super quick moving out here and solidifying careers and three months to be specific. Yeah. For, (laughs) you know, for us just to get, uh, you know, get our roots kind of put down. Um, you know, so I, I kind of feel like, yeah, throughout this, we've kind of grown more, more into the fact that, yeah, we can, we can do it. We, you know, we can do whatever we want to. So takes a lot of work, but we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I, cause it, yeah, kind of started for me shortly after we moved out here and I went through the kind of coding courses and stuff that I did. Um, you know, at the time for me, that was kind of like what Kat was going through when she was becoming a BCBA was getting into programming. And that was, you know, the hurdle I went through, but, you know, um, being able to really, um, just solidify the fact that other people do it. So why can't I do it? Why do I, you know, having such a freeing feeling, having those weights lifted where you doubt yourself and just being able to really um, be more confident that you're, you're just having a hard time. It doesn't mean you can't accomplish what you want to accomplish and that, you know, other people have done it before and you're just as capable and you can persevere and push through and, accomplish all those same things. So, um, yeah, I kind of feel like that's a good point. We both reached in our lives at this point that, yeah. And anything's possible. Yeah. And you did it together, which is most important. So very, very cool. I love it. Um, okay. So this brings us to our final segment, our mailbag. Um, this question comes from Rosie eats behavior. Hey, Rosie. Um, what is your favorite thing about the other person? You go first. <laughs> um, I would say it's how passionate she is. Um, you know, really about everything. Just like, you know, how much she can just jump into something. Um, just be so comfortable in what she likes and what she wants to do. Um, really just go out and get stuff and be... Um, you know, just super into whatever it is she wants to accomplish and just having, you know, just that fire to really get out and do something. So. (laughs) Thanks. I definitely think there's, I mean, there's so many things that I love about this man. Hence why I married him. Um, (laughs) But I think, just how caring he is. Like he dedicates everything. Like he will give everything he has to make sure that you succeed. Like this whole journey, it's been a wild ride. Like I've been in school for this for eight years and not once has he like given me a hard time, like actually a hard time. Like there's the pestering and the joking, but just he gives us everything like he's an amazing father like I can't imagine doing this with literally anyone else like I just I I love him completely and (laughs) I don't 
There's, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to get all gooey here. Sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. That's so special. What you guys have is what so many people don't even know, you know, and have never even experienced before. So celebrate that. That's amazing. I love that. Um, I'll say my favorite thing about Peg since she's my partner. <laughs> um, okay. So my favorite thing about Peggy is that she is just, I don't know, like about like, there's just something about her, je ne sais quoi, that um, she's, I trust her totally, you know, and I don't, not that I don't trust people. I'm not like not trusting or anything, but I trust her opinion. If she says this, I'm like, okay, we're going with that. Or <laughs> if this person, you know, whatever, like I just totally trust her opinions and um, I trust her with um, me as well and my inner thoughts. And so, yeah, I think that that's my favorite thing about Peggy. That was really Aww. sweet. Thank you. Um, okay. So I think I'm in the same boat as you as like, I don't know what the word is to describe what my favorite thing is, but I would say my relationship with you as not only a, a business partner, but like a best friend is more unique than any relationship I've ever had with a, a female in my life. Cause obviously Ryan is my, my best friend, but you're my best friend in a, in a whole different way than I've ever experienced with a different person, with a, with another girl in my life. Um, another woman, another, you know, and it's just, it's unique. Like our friendship is very unique and that's my favorite thing because I feel like I get outside of my comfort zone with you. I do things that I would never normally do with anybody and share things and, you know, and it's just, it's cool because it's making me learn a lot about myself and who I am and reflecting on me as a friend and a partner. But, um, so it brings that out in me as well, but it's, so again, there's not like a word, but my favorite thing is who you are to me as a friend in my life. It's very unique and special and I appreciate it. So yeah. Oh, thank you. Love yeah. you. Love you too. Yay. Okay. Well, that wraps up our ninth episode. I am very, very excited for this episode and for folks just to hear your journey and who, again, might be on a similar journey or not even like anybody can listen to this and appreciate everything that um, you folks put into this relationship and to your son and to just your whole journey is like you worked hard. And so um, I'm just very proud of you and excited for folks to hear your story. So um, thank you again, Matt, Kat, for being on my ABA partner. Until next time, we will see you. And thank you. Thank you.